Welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and the producer of this podcast, Sarah Tori. In this episode, I spoke with my colleague Mitchell, one of Axon Framework's engineers and our solutions architects. Mitchell has been leading a project we internally refer to as Inspector Axon that looks at Axon Framework applications and does several things, including inspecting it. So please do note that this name will most likely change in the future, but for the time being, this is what we're referring to it as. Mitchell also talked to me about another project that he finished last year, which is the Axon Framework IntelliJ plugin. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Mitchell, and let's have a listen. Hi, Mitchell. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Can you introduce yourself to everybody? Hey, Sarah. Great to be on the show. Uh, I'm Mitchell Reigers. I am a senior solutions architect at Axonic, and I'm from the Netherlands. Awesome. And you also work with the framework team as well, right? Yeah, correct. I am 50% solutions architect and I am 50% Axon framework developer. So I develop on features in the framework and I actually also wrote the IntelliJ plugin for um, Axon framework as well. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I so want to talk to you. Well, maybe we we talk a little bit about the plugin at the end too, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool one. So um, tell me a little bit about your background and how did you come to know about Axon and then joining the Axonic team? Yeah, that's a great question actually, because it, it, it went kind of weird. Like, uh, I, I don't know, four years ago, I was working at this consultancy company, Codecentric, and a few of my colleagues were using Axon at a project and I was really really early days Java developer back then. I just came from a PHP background mm-hmm. and they introduced me to it. And I really liked the concept of being event driven and putting your business language into your application. Right. A few years before that, I dropped out of school. And by the time I wanted to, well, uh, re, re-enter school to get my diploma because I can do that easily, mm-hmm. right? So then eventually I needed the thesis, which I decided to be about CQRS and event-driven architecture. And I used Axon Framework to do that. Okay. And actually the customer that I was doing the thesis for was very happy with it because I got to do the project in production for the Port of Rotterdam with Axon Framework. And I also got an A plus on it for uh, at the university. So win-win situation right there. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't complain. So then I, I developed that Axon Framework application for a year. And I was um, I, I submitted a call for paper to JFall in the Netherlands and was selected there. And then I got a ping from Jeroen, the CEO of Axonic. And he was like, yeah. we need to talk sometimes. And I was like, okay, this is going to be about the presentation um, content because I was mm-hmm. kind of naive. But then I uh, got offered to join on the Axon Framework team. And that was, uh, well, I always dreamt of developing open source. So here I am. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, really great to have you uh, in the team because you uh, have really amazing ideas, uh, such as the plugin and uh, the other one that we're going to talk about um, for most of the conversation today, which is um, something that you came up with the idea and you actually developed it rather quickly. And 
it's it's very impressive just looking at it and uh, following the the sort of flow of uh, uh, how this idea came to be is really fascinating to me. So really glad to have you here and talk to you about it, which is uh, this new, um, not sure if I can call it, call it product or feature. Let's, let's, let's say product for uh, just to be easy, <laughs> um, which we actually, uh, was the name your idea or somebody else came up with the idea of calling it Inspector Axon? I think it began as a joke during one of our uh, company gatherings in, mm -hmm. in Serbia, this one. And I think someone joked uh, at Inspector Axon being the name because it inspected things like, and we all love um, a certain cartoon from our past. So yeah. it started as a joke and yeah. well, it, it caught on. <laughs> It's it, it, it caught on. So we have um, decided to never name a project before its final name, anything cute ever again, because people <laughs> yeah, will we're get a buy it. Yes, we are all attached to the name now, but it's not really falling into our normal product line. Right, right. But uh, it, it really suits because it does inspect what Axon does. Uh, in this case, it's more focused on Axon framework, given that you are also more involved with the framework team. So let's talk about that a little bit and tell me where did the inspiration come to you to basically do this project and what does it exactly do? All right. So... Um, I'm going to shorten a very long story because back at CodeCentric, I developed this library for Axon Framework called Axon Open Admin, mm -hmm. which was yep. an open source Spring Boot starter to stop your event processor, start your event processors, to see some statistics about them, how long a replay would still take, stuff like that. Because I found that that's a bit of plumbing in the framework that was missing. Mm -hmm. But we don't provide the plumbing, well, we as Exonic, we don't provide the plumbing because there are many situations for many customers which we cannot really control, right? Some are using Spring, okay. others are using KTOR, and we cannot influence all infrastructure. Okay. So I maintained this library. And last year during that same retreat, uh, or a little bit before that, Stephen, the lead developer of Axon Framework, was actually like, hey, couldn't this be like one of the products of Exonic? in order to kind of fill the gap between Axon Framework without all its plumbing and Axon Server, because mm -hmm. not everyone is able or willing to run Axon Server. And right. this could be a great product to actually bridge the gap. Um, right. So we, we got from there and then we joked about the name and now we're near a closed beta. So yeah, with Inspector... Awesome. Yeah, so... You mentioned that it um, does a lot of the, uh, basically the plumbing that is not um, available out of the box for the framework for you. And you did mention uh, sort of hints about what does your event processor do and um, some of the other, for instance, annotations that we use on the framework. Um, but it doesn't only do that. And we did come up, actually, you guys did come up with the uh, idea of uh, inspector kind of uh, thinking about it basically looks at various parts of your application, your Axon Framework application in this case, and 
sort of give you a really nice overview, but not only the overview, but also the flow of where the messages go. So can you explain about that and sort of give me an example of, for instance, uh, if you have a, a command handler, how does that then publish the event? And then uh, through that, you get your queries and so on. How do you see that visually? But also, does it um, kind of take you to the journey of where each um, handler is actually connected to, connected to another one? Yes. So within Exonic, we really like to talk about message-driven architecture, right? You have commands, you have queries, and you have events which drive the flow throughout your application. And they often have a relationship to each other because a command leads to an event and that event can then an event handler trigger a different query or send another command. It can be part of a saga. And so you get this flow of messages throughout your applications, perhaps through multiple microservices. And with Inspector Exxon, we are measuring that flow. So we are measuring the performance of every handler and also measuring what kind of messages that handler sends. And we actually can display that for you. So you can dig into a handler see what messages it dispatches and then which handlers handle that dispatched message as well. So you can actually click through the flow of your whole application. And not only that, we also have a very nice force directed graph for you to visualize that. So you see all these arrows and the arrows actually indicate the amount of messages being sent from handler to handler. So you can really grasp how your application is being used in its true environment. One of the things that uh, you show through the demo, and we did have one of the uh, listeners give giving me a feedback. Hey, uh, it would be nice to have one of these uh, uh, podcasts as a video podcast so we can see some visuals. And I think this would be a fantastic one to see those visuals. So, uh, But the great news is that you're also working on uh, a webinar to actually do show all of these visuals and kind of a demo of what it looks like later on, uh, hopefully this month. So there is uh, definitely that uh, to look forward to. But one of the things that you showed, which was really cool for me to see since I'm a very much a visual person, was that not only you can see a list of uh, the this kind of flow that you just explained um, on the UI, but there's also, as you mentioned, there are these arrows. It sort of uh, looks like a mind map in a way that you kind of go through different arrows and they're uh, different colored arrows. So you have a, a one color for your commands and another for your queries and so on. And it's really cool to click on the arrows and actually get the information of, oh, this is this is a command handler and this is what your command actually is named and where does it go? So that was really, really neat. So I'd like to really congratulate you and commend you on that one because it's, it is so easy to follow. I, I really love that. So. You did talk about um, the how it shows basically the uh, performance of your application, but I want to kind of uh, ask a little bit of uh, maybe a trick question here. I don't know. Does it does uh, the application your application actually uh, will it suffer performance if you do use this uh, inspector? Because I'm not. Is it something that you have to basically mount on top of your application or do you, where do you use it? Maybe I'm asking this yeah. too soon, but <laughs> I'm kind of impatient to know where, where it is. 
<laughs> no, no worries. So um, Inspector Axon works by dropping in a Maven dependency into your project, either with Spring Boot or without. And we actually instrument Axon Framework for you. So of course, with any code that's run, I cannot guarantee there's no performance impact, right? Because mm -hmm. we are measuring things. So we are also saving stuff to memory. However, mm -hmm. that performance overhead is very little since every 10 seconds we offload those metrics to our Inspector Axon server in the cloud where it's stored for you for 30 days. So the performance impact should be relatively small. Okay, gotcha. So it doesn't it doesn't store them forever, so you don't really have to worry about how it's going to impact long-term. It's just a short-term overview. Yes. Um, do we have plans on making this sort of a longer-term overview of what's happening within your application? So for instance, if you notice that something is being repeated or a latency is being occurred um, constantly through time, you can go back and look back maybe like 90 days uh, before, or do we not have any plans at the, at the moment? Oh, we definitely have plans for that. So currently we have a look back of 30 days, uh, mm -hmm. but we can always expand that because we roll up those metrics. That was actually quite fun to implement because mm -hmm. for the last 10 minutes, it's very relevant to have metrics of every 10 seconds. But if you are on day 29 of the 30-day history, you don't need per 10-second metrics anymore. It's fine to store one metric value every three hours, for example, for in the graph. Right. So we roll up those metrics, and it actually doesn't cost us that, that much data. So we can actually expand it later to 90 days. Nice. We also want that because... Yeah, in, in time, we want to do proactive monitoring. And in order to do that, sure. we need to know how your application behaved, now behaves, in order to see if something is wrong compared to what mm -hmm. it normally does. Exactly. And I'm actually glad you mentioned that because one of the um, ideas that you mentioned was sort of an inspiration for you to also really develop this to where it is today um, is so that it can also help the developers sort of not only see where everything is going, but also uh, predict how they can actually improve their applications, right? Can you explain about that a little bit too? How does it help the developer to really understand um, what Axon Framework can do better for them and how they can uh, optimize basically the usage of their framework? So in its current form, Inspector Axon does not do much of that yet. We are currently mm -hmm. still in a providing insight phase. But what's really important during the development is that we have really taken care at each step to explain to the user why we are measuring this and how it okay. should interpret that metric. As well as for we read the configuration of your application and report it in the dashboard as well. We also explain why we give you an insight into these configuration values and what could go wrong there or right or better. Right. And in time, we actually want to advise you on improving these parameters because we, for example, see that you have too little threats for your tracking event processor. We can see that. So we can give you a hint in order to change the configuration. And that's our right. end goal, to actually detect problems before they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really, um, I think, powerful because a lot of times finding those problems after the fact um, is, of course, valuable, but then going back to fixing them um, might be a bit of a hurdle and actually may take a long time. And especially if you have other modules, for instance, talking to it and, and so on, that, that can uh, cause a bit of a problem. 
Um, I also wanted to ask you about um, how Inspector Axon collects this data and can we on um, Axonic side, it's kind of a, maybe a security question, can we see this data from um, the, the client applications? So the data that we collect from client applications is only performance metrics together mm -hmm. with the message handler name and the class name in which being handled in, as well as if you configure this, you can see from our dashboard the DLQ of your event processors, which shows the event data if you want to. Uh, you don't necessarily need to enable this. Um, other than that data, we don't really collect any other data. We just do it based on that. Um, for the closed beta that we are running, we do have the ability to see those metrics in order to improve the product. Uh, mm -hmm. as well as possible, right? We want to see all kinds of different application configurations and see how we can provide the best insights into all of them. Right, right. Um, but as far as any kind of sensitive data um, that, for instance, a user doesn't want to expose, of course, they can um, configure that as well to make sure that that data doesn't kind of leak through and be visible somewhere else that they don't want to. Right. Yeah, correct. We don't, so they we have, don't the... have access to any event content or anything like mm -hmm. that. We just have access to metrics. And those Perfect. include the the amount of time a handler took and its median 90th percentile and min-max values. So they're just numbers. Excellent. Um, so you did mention a little bit about Axon Server earlier in the conversation. And um, I want to ask you a couple of questions on that. So did you actually use Axon Server when you were um, building and developing Inspector Axon? And if so, how did you use it? Yeah, awesome. Um, we did use Axon uh, Server actually because I, I didn't use Axon Server before I joined Axonic, right? I did it on a mm -hmm. on a database, and we used GMS messaging for for interservice communication and stuff like that. But during my time with Exonic, I really discovered the potential of Exxon and Server as a message router. And we mm -hmm. use that for Inspector Exxon. Since each client is constantly connected to our server, you can imagine that if you press pause in the dashboard, that message to pause that event processor might need to be able to go to one of our different server nodes in order right. to actually send the message back through the server to actually pause the, the event processor on the client side. Mm -hmm. So we do that by registering command handlers in a, in a special way. And all the routing is done for us by Axon server. And mm -hmm. it really works wonders. Yeah. By Axon yes. magic. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Nothing is, ma things are only magic until you understand them. Exactly. Um, but uh, I'd, I'd like to highlight one little thing, though, because you did say that um, if you pause it, then events would have to switch to another node. And um, just just to be super duper clear on this, uh, you were using Axon Server Enterprise in this case because the standard edition only uses one node, so you don't really have the option of clustering and using various nodes. Um, is that right? Um, yeah, we do use Axon Server Enterprise for the high availability yeah. there. So Perfect. Yeah. You did develop it using the Axon server because it really gave you uh, really great options to uh, be able to route messages and take care of that part of it for you. Now, will Inspector Axon uh, 
work if you are not using Axon server? And I'm assuming yes, <laughs> but tell me a little bit about that and how that works. You don't need Axon Server to actually run Inspector Axon because we want to provide these insights to everyone and just provide a pleasant experience with the framework itself. And we believe that if our people are happy with the framework, they will eventually want to use it more. And because of the great message routing and event storage mechanisms Axon Server Enterprise provides, they will move there eventually. And sure, we mm -hmm. can nudge them along the way by hinting based on the amount of messages per second, how much money they would, could save, for example. Right. But that's right. not the main goal. The main goal is to provide a pleasant experience and to prevent developers from making mistakes with the framework, which will in turn keep developers happy, right? And right. that's exactly. the most important part for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is an amazing motivation because anytime I feel like anytime you build something and you develop something, you want your users to have a smooth and nice experience throughout the way. So I think that's uh, that's a fantastic goal to have. And I think uh, once you do the webinar and folks see how it actually works and visually kind of uh, look at it and find out the, about the flow and things, um, yeah, I think they will be pleasantly surprised at how, how well it does things, which is really great. Um, so with that said, you did say that, yes, if it, uh, um, if it makes sense for the users to basically pair it up with Axon server, that's great, but they don't have to, um, is it, does it in any way make Axon server obsolete or does it have nothing to do with it? Um, no, no, it does not make Axon server obsolete. It's, uh, an addition on Exa framework in the sense that it monitors the application and provides you with actionable things in order to improve the situation. Mm -hmm. um, and Exa server is a storage mechanism. We have no intention of being such a storage or message routing mechanism. So you can also use it with Exa server. Actually, we would rather have you do that, of course. And mm -hmm. eventually, so Inspector Exxon is the kickoff for a much larger move to integrating like the Exonic Cloud, Inspector Axon and new Axon server stuff into one platform eventually. So first we're going yeah. to start off with the code name Inspector Axon Beta and then move more stuff into it, providing mm -hmm. more of a one-stop one experience for every ex, everything Axon related, whether that's with Axon server on-premise, whether that's with Axon server on our Exonic Cloud, or whether you're still running a Mongo database. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Very good. Um, so we did talk about all of the um, the stories that ended with a happy ending <laughs> so so far. Um, but I, I, I want to also ask you about any challenges that you may have had along the way uh, in well, developing and also improving this project that you had started a long time ago that's now turned into this fantastic uh, project we call Ac uh, Inspector Axon. What kind of challenges did you face and how did you overcome those challenges? So because we are developing this with the Axon Framework team uh, together with Steve and Gerard and me, um, me in the lead because I'm the originator of the idea, I spent the most time on it. But because we have so much knowledge in the team, the challenge was not actually Exxon framework related, right? We develop on the core of the framework. We know how it works and we know how to interpret the data. 
The difficult part was actually being able to handle that insane amount of data because mm. we are getting processor metrics every second from every application connected to it. And we're receiving a metric for every handler every 10 seconds connected to it. And each metric has five different value, the min, the max, the median, the ninth. It's a lot of data. So yeah. our biggest challenge was actually how to handle the data for a SaaS product and mm -hmm. that we want to have thousands, if not millions of users eventually. Nice. And then you, you really need to compress your data and think about how you store them efficiently. It's a, it, it was a fun challenge. I worked on that for a few weeks because it's a lot of data. Our Exxon yeah. framework ex application for Inspector Exxon, because that's based on uh, Exxon framework as well. I think it contains about 80 handlers. So that's 80 handlers every 10 seconds. We have eight processors across three nodes, which makes it 24 metrics a second. And that's just for one of our applications. Yeah. I know of customers which have 97 microservices connected to the Exxon Server Enterprise. Yeah. And if they are going to monitor everything of it, we are going to have a lot of data. So yeah. that's actually why we are first doing a closed beta as well. So we can select small and large customers and verify that we have built the most performant solution or might need to change our strategy, right? So Absolutely. that's... I, I love a challenge like that because <laughs> it's it's kind of like Datadog, but with the mm -hmm. or or any other monitoring product like New Relic mm -hmm. or, but then with a semantic understanding of your Exxon framework application, and right. that's what makes it really cool because uh, Datadog or New Relic doesn't understand that if your co command took a second, that it could mm -hmm. have been loading events for eight hundred milliseconds. But that's then where the performance problem is. And we know that we can show that right. to you in a graph because we collect mm -hmm. this amount of data. Yeah, which is really, really neat because you're actually kind of dissecting the application and figuring out what is wrong with various points. And you can really pinpoint to the, the problem area or problem areas and fix those as opposed to thinking, oh, as a whole, why is it, why is it performing? Oh. Um, yeah, suboptimal and so on. So really neat. I'm and really excited to to see it in action and find out um, how where it goes and how it's developed uh, later on. You did talk about closed beta. Um, as my last question, where can people find it? Do they need to sign up for it? Um, where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> so watch closely on our social media channels because we will be sharing a closed beta sign up page soon where you mm -hmm. can sign up for the beta. And when we feel like we are ready for you or you are an interesting application for our for our landscape during the closed beta, we will invite you. And Fantastic. if by the time we go into open beta, we haven't invited you yet, you will of course receive an invitation in order to sign up. Wonderful, really exciting stuff, Mitchell. Thank you. Um, before I close the whole conversation, I wanted to also ask you, because you did mention the plugin at the beginning. And uh, you, a while ago, you and I were talking about uh, doing maybe a, a small session about the plugin. Can you can you tell everybody a little bit about the plugin? Because I think it's such a fantastic tool to have. Yeah. So during my development on Exxon Framework um, application at the Port of Rotterdam and order, other uh, venues or, or companies, I mean, 
there was always this problem of finding every place a message was being dispatched or a message was being handled because mm-hmm. you could right click on a class and see the find usages and then classify that in your head and see what's a dispatcher and a handler. But an IntelliJ plugin can process so much more. So that's actually why I started the plugin. And that was actually the first thing I developed when I joined Exonic last year. Or actually, mm-hmm. I started developing before I joined Exonic because I was excited. And I thought yeah. this was one of our shortcomings. So I thought this was where the developer experience could really be improved. And that's what I really mm-hmm. like to do. So the developing the IntelliJ plugin, it was awesome sometimes frustrating because it was something tough that i never did before right it's not like you're writing business logic you're interpreting ide data it's Mm -hmm. a lot different but it was really fun to do and i hope people are enjoying it yes absolutely can you give me a simple example of when you look at the plugin again, it's it's more of a visual as well which i hope at some point we we do a short video on it and to really show folks what it does but can you kind of because uh, i know it plays on the uh, axon framework logo which is which is really cool and sometimes you have arrows pointing at for instance a handler sometimes you have arrows pointing out of it can you tell me a little bit about those maybe small points because i think that's kind of easy to visualize without really seeing it yeah so you 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 mean like the left part of the triangle and then the dot in the middle yes. right that yes yes out. yes so if mm-hmm. it shoots a, 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 a pill out as, as a sort of a square Pac-Man-like thing, um, yeah. it's actually, it dispatches a message and reverse, it handles a message. At yeah. first we had quite different icons and I played around with all kinds of styles like I was a visual designer. I think I spent quite a few days on that actually. Yeah, um, I can imagine. I've, al- I've also had, uh, so currently we have one color for all messages. At some mm-hmm. point, I had different colors for different messages. I had green for queries and blue for commands. But okay. the IDE started, yeah, the IDE started to look like a Christmas tree. So <laughs> it was not, it was not visually pleasing at all. So that was quick, quickly reverted. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool though because we actually just did a. Um, I did a workshop with Allard uh, just last week in Houston and. Um, he was doing a demo and folks actually did ask about, hey, what are those arrows? And he said, oh, this is the IntelliJ plugin. And they actually asked about it and the conversation started from that. So uh, it's it's cool. And yeah, people were really interested to find out more about it. So um, I think uh, we should do a video on this at some point soon. But yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for the quick, really quick recap of the IntelliJ plugin. I know it took you a long time to really develop it to where it is now. And um, thank you for that because it does make people's lives easier. Um, But hopefully we'll come back and uh, talk a bit more about it. Uh, Again, thanks so much for joining me and talking about uh, this wonderful project, Inspector Axon, and also the plugin. Good luck with the release and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to my talk with Mitchell. I hope you enjoyed it. Please join me next time for other amazing conversations with wonderful guests. Until then, have a great time and happy coding.